The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and football is here! Oh, my goodness. It finally feels like we've got football. And while this is a daily NFL podcast, it's really only daily during the offseason, and then it's really more than daily. We have tons of episodes, and we're going to have tons of episodes this week and every week during the football season, including a weekly, bi-weekly preview of the Thursday night and Monday night games that does a deep dive into the gambling aspect and DFS component of these standalone games. Joining me to do that for the first game of the season, the one, the only, R.J. White. R.J., what's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing? Long off season's finally over. It felt like, as I wrote in my picks column on the intro, so, like, it's been seven marches since we last saw professional football. Okay. Thought I'd, thought I'd get a reaction to that. Nope, nope, no March. That's fair. I was trying to I mean, do the uh, trying to do the calculus because unfortunately in March we didn't have uh, March Madness this year, so I'm right. like didn't really feel like seven marches because it was March, really more you know? like a, it really more like a, it doesn't feel like I mean we didn't have a normal off season every it, it's like we're welcome to March 735th like you know like that's that's where we are but it does feel like football is going to give us a little bit of normalcy and uh, we start that with the Texans at the Chiefs Chiefs minus nine and a half the defending Super Bowl champions are a minus 450, a robust money line uh, number. The over-under for this game is 54. The Texans are almost 4-1 to one on the money line, which we'll get to that in a second. Um, injury notes of note, Brandon Cooks, questionable with a quad injury. Um, fun fact, Brandon Cooks is soaking up like 5%. Actually, no, I think it's like uh, 12% of the Rams' salary cap this year, and he might not even play for the Texans. So uh, good, for, good for Brandon Cooks, who... Has to be the most traded first round wide receiver of all time. Uh, an interesting note from our research department here. And we'll dive right in on the spread because over the last five seasons, favorites of eight plus points or more in week one are 0 and seven against the spread and four and three straight up, including two teams last year, uh, both the Seahawks nine and a half point favorites against the Bengals at home and the, and the Philadelphia Eagles ten and a half point favorites at home against the Washington football team. Previously known as something else that will not good cost job. Thank you. I'm doing pretty good with it actually. Wilson's the worst. When, once think, you heard the once you heard the word swear jar, the switch flip because you were bad, and then you heard swear jar, and you're like, "Oh, whoa, you could dock my pay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I feel bad for the fantasy guys because they have to wholesale change the terminology with which they describe the percentage of uh, rosters that a player is on. That's right. a lot harder, I think, than and and again, by the way, again, good for like kudos to. The, the people who jumped out ahead of this, you may have done this too, where you didn't use the R skins word in, in stories. I don't know if you did or not. I tried to avoid it. I, yeah. I think, you know, we play a balancing act because if people, that's what people are searching for on Google. They're searching for their team name and you, you, you want to, um, 
you know, make the story visible to people. So if, if it's still the team name, you have to kind of use it at some point, but you definitely have been advocating for this for a long time. Glad we're finally to the point where we all have to kind of mind our P's and Q's and get it done. I just mean the people who jumped out ahead of it as a way of like protesting the name, mm-hmm. uh, they have a huge advantage because they're used to not saying it. At any rate, I don't know. Wow. Didn't take long for the first tangent of the regular season. However, um, to, to worth continuing to point out that these teams who are huge favorites in week one typically do not cover. And that includes, of course, RJ, the New England Patriots minus eight coming off their Super Bowl championship against Andy Reid and the, these very Kansas City Chiefs, albeit led by Alex Smith back in 2017 when they were eight point favorites and lost by 15. Over the last 15 years, Favorites of eight plus points are eight and twenty against the spread in week one. So, are you buying or selling the uh, Kansas City Chiefs covering the nine points? I've been on the Texans the whole time, all off season. L- love getting them at ten. So if you got it at ten, congratulations. Um, it got down to nine, and I thought you know game day it would come back up a little bit, and that's what we saw. It's at nine and a half now. So I like getting the Texans at plus nine and a half. I think no one wants to fade Mahomes than the Chiefs. Obviously, if you're doing that, you feel pretty uh pretty tenuous about that. But it's just too much for me. Watson's one of the best quarterbacks. In the league, he's 12 and six against the spread as an underdog in his career. Um, Houston isn't a terrible team, despite you know all the consternation about their terrible offseason. They still have talent in place, even if Brandon Cooks misses the game. They still have talent in place at receiver. Um, the Chiefs might have a matchup problem on the interior of their offensive line that's in flux. You saw uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif opt out. You, you know they haven't really. Uh, found a suitable replacement for Mitch Morris when he left in free agency. Um, so, and then they've signed Osemele this offseason to kind of plug the hole there, but Osemele isn't the same player he was several years ago. Uh, so I think Houston can get some matchup advantages in there, especially, you know, JJ Watt healthy coming into week one. He should have a great game in there. And uh, that Chiefs offense might be a little bit slower than we think, you know, coming out of a weird offseason. So you mentioned the key trend. I love that. I don't hate sprinkling a little on the money line with all the uncertainty around home field advantage and the no preseason and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but plus nine and a half just seems too too much for me for a team that I don't think is terrible, even against the Super Bowl champs. If it's plus nine and a half on your particular site, would you buy it up to 10 or just take the nine and a half at it? I just take the nine and a half. My number for this game was seven and a half. I think it, if the, you know, the Chiefs could win by six or seven and it would be pretty much on the nose of what I expect. Um, so I, I don't really see value in going up an extra half point and paying a little, you know, 10 more cents. I, I really do think that, I mean, look, again, this has been a very weird off season. Uh, people are pawing at the dirt to bet and gamble and play DFS and have fantasy. And I mean, just to have football, like, I, I mean, I was on a text thread with my, my buddy Garrett, who said like, he's like, I can't believe he's like, you know, I mean, I, I just can't believe the day is happening. Like, cause it didn't feel like this was, I mean, I, I, never, I always felt that professional football was going to be good to go, but I mean, you can never be sure. And it, it did feel for a while, like a several month stretch, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't see football this year. And so now it's here. And I think there is going to be an enthusiasm, um, what Jim Harbaugh's line was an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. People will awaken this morning with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, uh, with the desire to bet on this game. And I don't, I, I, I understand it because I can, I can, I can hear the voices in my brain. Yes, I have voices in my head. Um, and it's like the, 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 the very, like, like average gambler voice in my head is like, dude, you can't not, you can't fade Mahomes in week one. He's, he's the best quarterback in football. They just destroyed the Texans in the playoffs after trailing 24 nothing. They won the Super Bowl. They're going to be pumped up. It's Andy Reid off the bye, turbocharged because he's had an entire offseason to prepare. 
And, you know, I get it, but I agree. It's too many points. Deshaun Watson, by the way, 12 and six against the spread when starting as an underdog, including six and three, uh, last season. That is, uh, one of those threes is a, an ATS loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs, of course. And the, and again, the Chiefs have covered nine straight games. The last time they didn't cover was week 10 against Tennessee. Everybody wants to bet on the Chiefs. Everyone wants to bet on the over. It is a perfect zig time when you're getting some extra cushion there because of the public perception. One of those losses was to the Chiefs in the playoffs. One of those wins was to the Chiefs in the regular season when they were underdogs in Arrowhead, and they oh. went in and beat them. So they can win this game, especially in in you know the regular season. We saw what happened in that playoff game. They, the Chiefs got down twenty four nothing, and then they hit their stride. They you know it's, they got hit in the mouth for the first time in a while, and uh, everything just clicked for them going through the rest of that game. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we can expect to see that in every matchup with the Texans moving forward. So Texans can find success against the Chiefs. They showed that in the playoffs early in the game before they fell apart. They showed that, you know, in the regular season last year. And, uh, yeah, you said people don't want to fade Mahomes coming off that Super Bowl. Do you really want to fade uh, Deshaun Watson as a, basically a double-digit underdog? That just seems crazy to me. I don't care who he's playing. Yeah, and I think one of the things, too, is that with this shortened offseason, you're going to have at least a little concern from smart coaches about opening things up. And, you know, like, Andy Reid is not a run-up-the-score guy. He's not going to try, not in the regular season, he's not going to try and put a 50-burger on Bill O'Brien and risk the the health of his players. I think that you will see if the Chiefs get a lead, let's say the Chiefs are up 14 and you're feeling like you might not cover, you're going to see a heavy dose of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Daryl Williams. And then you are going to see a very real opportunity for Deshaun Watson come storming through the back door. Like that's that's sort of the thing too, is that I don't I don't know if you can expect Kansas City to put its foot on the gas and go cover for you. Now they can score easily. And, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Michael Hardman and got everybody can break these long plays. But I think it's much like if it's a four, if it's a, if it's a 10, if it's a nine or 10 point game, you're much more likely to get a backdoor cover by Deshaun Watson or a Bill O'Brien field goal to try and make it a, you know, one score game than you are to get a, like a jailbreak or Andy Reid going up top, uh, out of nowhere. So, uh, I'm on the, let me ask you this about the, the game to, oh, sorry, go ahead. You were about to say something. No, I was actually, I think, moving in the exact same direction you are. Um, for the game total at 54 right now, um, that, that seems like a lot to me. In most week ones, I would want to bet the under, but like you're saying, um, the pillars aren't going to be in rhythm this, uh, this week one more than ever because they haven't had any games to prepare. So it's been all practice up to this point. So I do think offense can be bad, but we saw in, uh, 2011 was a lockout yeah. year and it was a was weird to... season. And the overs went 12 and four in week one. So you just and, don't uh, know. I saw, um, our pal Cleve TA, who's a friend of the program, uh, noted that in weeks one and two, 72% of the overs hit in week in 2011 because defenses simply were not prepared. And, you know, I went back and looked at that and sort of scary considering I, I, I took a bunch of dogs this week, but man, there, there were, for, well, first of all, two, I think three dogs or three points or more in 2011, one outright, which is not insane. Um, there were a lot of blowouts in 2011. I sort of wonder if we, it just some, you can look at the box score and you're like, man, this is an ugly week at football. That's true. And also we had a lot of rule changes, you know, coming at that point. I think that was around the time when offensive football took off. And maybe that was a, that's a part of a thing where the refs didn't know what to call at certain situations and teams were just taking advantage of rules and it wasn't, defenses weren't sure how they could play. That's not, you know, the, the similar thing this year. You kind of know what you're, you're getting into. So maybe it's not going to be as bad for defenses this year with that uncertainty layered on top of the, uncertainty from the lockout and, no, and, you know, limited preseason or no preseason or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I would probably lean 
Under. <sighs> I, I know. Look, I, I think we're both in lockstep here. You take the Texans. I mean, you can look if you want to take the Chiefs. I won't blame you. It's you're betting on the Chiefs. That's it's not a it's not an unfun thing to do. And you feel you know it's like uh you know it's like the warranty from Tommy Boy. Is it meaningless? Sure, but you're gonna feel safer. You're gonna feel safer right up until kickoff, or right up until that line. You know, right up until the Texans are winning in the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I get it. Why well, you want to take the Chiefs? I would. I I think the Texans should be one of the best bets this week. I love Houston. Uh, you agree? So with the total, do you see a play on like the first half under? I tend to like. I tend to like the idea of the first half under. I'm a little scared of the full game total because we have seen a lot of games involving Patrick Mahomes, and I, I, all I can think about is. Tyreek Hill sprinting down the sideline in that uh, Patriots game in Foxborough on Sunday night, like two years ago, where it, it, you know it just things don't get going quickly, and then boom, 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 you can have three touchdowns rattled off. And with the Texans being explosive, I mean, like with Will Fuller and Tyreek Hill on the on the on the field at the same time, like, like I, I don't know, I don't I don't know that I want to take the full game under. I think I would probably lean maybe towards the first half under. It's possible, uh, you know, they combined to score what, um, 52 points in the first half in that playoff game. So I, I don't know that I, I love it. You also script, you know, your plays at the beginning of the game on offense. So if there are, if the offenses are going to be in rhythm, you would expect that, you know, in the first quarter. So maybe the scoring is a little better in the first quarter than it is in, in second quarter than it is in the second half. Um, I, I would avoid that a little, I think, um, as far as the total goes. Talk about the first half line is, was at six last time I checked. Chiefs minus six. Really like the Texans there. Um, they showed obviously they can hang with the Chiefs and um, the interesting thing about it when I dove into the stats uh, first half scoring versus second half scoring is the Chiefs outscored the Texans by seven points a game in the first half of games last year um, but if you go to the second half the Texans outscored the Chiefs the Chiefs you know sitting on long leads a lot um, so if you do think it's going to be a Chiefs blowout I would look to the second half scoring uh, William Hill offers I believe plus 205 that the Texans win the second half essentially in scoring so if you don't want to bet on the Chiefs because the big the big spread, but you do think it's going to be a blowout. You can get a little plus 205 action there on that second half line for the Texans and, and cash a, a decent amount, I think. And, and again, that statistic goes back to why I think I'm really harping on taking the Texans and the points, because Andy Reid's not, he's not going to put on a fireworks show. I mean, like he, I mean, they might score plenty of points, but he's not going to just be like, well, we're up, we're up, you know, 21 points. Like, let's do it. Let's run a flea flicker where, you know, Mahomes on a bootleg. You know I mean? Like he's not going to put everybody in, in danger. Yeah, he, it's he, not going to be that Ravens game from last year where the uh, Ravens-Dolphins, when they unleashed Lamar Jackson and showed everybody what they could do, right. 159-10 or whatever it was. Like, Andy Reid's not doing that. Andy Reid doesn't do that. He, I mean, like, you've seen, we've seen him do it. Like, he did it against John Gruden last year. It looked like the Chiefs were easily going to cover a huge live spread, and he just he puts his foot on the gas. He doesn't kick the field goal. I mean, there, there are a lot of different things he does in these games, in these situations, to be respectful. He's won a Super Bowl now. I don't think he's going to be – I, I, yeah, I, I think the Texans are a slam dunk. I, I like the first half under, but, um, yeah, be scared of the points. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll tell you which props you should bet and, uh, who is a good captain's choice for DFS purposes. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot 
Carter Finley. Shout out, Carter Finley. Or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so the prop bets, props are going to be, I think, wildly popular this year. And there is some exploitability in that market too, RJ, I think. When you look at the player props and and, and what you can do, uh, I'm sure you can go to Sportsline.com and get get great options on player props, probably. Uh, I think so. I, I don't keep track, you know, of every editorial piece of content that comes out. Um, but, <laughs> come on, but it's fir- first game of the year, you know, you think that, you know, you have some stuff on it, but you know, props are a very late developing thing. If you want to know the exact number, they typically don't come out till game day on Sundays. And <clears throat> these came out the day before for the Thursday night game because William Hill was working on the odds. So, um, and then they're quick moving. So if you want to write an article very right when the odds come out, then it's going to be outdated by the time it gets up on the site. So it's kind of a moving target when it comes to props. I think you can talk, um, I would go over or under this amount of yards, you know, with certain situations and then kind of leave it up to the better to see what he has available when it's time to time That's to right. bet. Yeah. And there are lots of, I mean, anyway. Um, so the one that I, the one that the two that I target, uh, personally. And again, these are via William Hill. I've seen now look, Clyde over to Lair rushing yards up to 54 and a half. When it hit the market in various spots, it was like 47 and a half. That is, it doesn't feel like a ton, but it is a lot. That's, that, that is seven yards or seven rushing yards. I mean, it, it, you can pick that up in one shot, but like these, some, I mean, you'll see if you bet these props and you're like, ah, like I'm one yard off, like what the number was that this guy told me to bet. And then like it hits in between that number. I mean, like it happens a lot. So be careful about just assuming that it's something. As RJ said, you need to figure out what your number is and what you want to target. I think I would probably play anything up to 57 and a half for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't play it now because I already took 51 and a half personally. Um, but 54 and a half over rushing yards for Clyde Edwards Hilaire makes a lot of sense to me because we've talked about this game script. And what this team looks like and how I think Andy Reid will operate. Now, it's out the window if the Texans come out and take a 24-0 lead again. Then Clyde Ebertolaire will not get that. Uh, but I would also, I like the over on receptions for Clyde Ebertolaire. I don't see, I don't know if William Hill has that. Uh, I saw it at three. I think that's a widely available number. I would not be shocked at all if Clyde Ebertolaire has a Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt-like game in terms of his first performance for Andy Reid in this offense, like Kareem Hunt did in 2017, where he's given an opportunity to really run the ball effectively. Um, you know, he gets outside and, and he catches passes in the passing game and Mahomes uses him in, in checkdown spots. I think that's a, especially against a Texans team that you know, I don't necessarily think is fantastic uh, at maybe covering running backs. Yeah, the uh, the number for uh, receptions for Edwards Hilaire, I just looked it up, was three and a half, and I think there's a little bit of juice on the under. So I should be looking to play there. I go the different way with Edwards Hilaire, with no preseason to go off of, with no with no game script. I'm not sure how much Andy Reid leans on him right now. It's a long season. This team expects to be back in the playoffs, expects to be defending their Super Bowl. I don't know that you want to give Clyde Edwards Hilaire a ton of work in week one in prime time. Um, so I love the over on Daryl Williams. 
Uh, I think he has a real role in the debut. I think it's more of a split than we're expecting. Uh, so Chiefs running backs had at least 15 carries only twice last season. Now part of that is who's carrying the ball. So maybe you argue uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is way more talented than those guys last year, and he's going to get more carries. But I think this could be a little bit of a timeshare. You know, with zero preseason games under the belt, I think uh, Clyde has worked in gradually. I also love Daryl Williams, and that over is 27 and a half, you know, on rushing yards right now. I think that he can get to double-digit carries and, and you know, hit hit that that rushing yards pretty easily. I also love him th- plus 300 to score a touchdown. You know, he's a bigger back. He get the goal line work, save, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire a little wear and tear in the middle of the the, the pile, you know, going in, into this. And and who knows if, if uh, Edwards-Alaire has dealt with fumbling problems in, in practice and maybe they don't want to give him um, that work. We just don't know because it's been closed off a lot. So we, we just don't know what we're going to expect. So I think there is a profit opportunity to bet on some of these Daryl Williams props, just expecting it's going to be a little more even split than we think. I like that. I like that as well. And and look, I don't think that it's I don't think it's out of the, out the out the window that both of them can hit. You know, like if this is a Chiefs early, if the Chiefs jump out to a lead, and 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 this and we'll sort of tie in the DFS stuff with this because I think it's really important if you're if you're trying to do a showdown uh, matchup in DFS, the way to do it isn't to be like oh I'm gonna and guilty as charged here. Like you don't just like oh these are the best players. Burp, 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 burp. You got to you got to figure out what what you think the game script will be for how the game plays out, and you you know you're not going to be right every time. That's if you if you were you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd be like in Vegas rolling around and you know piles of cash and stuff. But you got to figure out what you think the game script is going to be, and then approach props and approach DFS in that manner. Um, and so, for instance, if if we're assuming that the Chiefs jump out to a quick lead. And then the Texans are forced to throw a lot while the Chiefs are forced, you know, the Chiefs decide to run a bunch. Then the Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Darrell Williams props are absolutely in play. And I, I, you're spot on. There 28 yards. That's all you need from Darrell Williams in the rushing game. That is not much. He can get that in the first series. And you just hope he doesn't fall backwards six times, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. like it's entirely possible. What would you think about the idea? And it would be really, 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 really bold. Making Darrell Williams your captain in DFS. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. He has a super cheap <laughs> price. He was eighteen hundred when I checked, so I would put him on the team for sure, expecting that you know he gets a, a much more significant workload than that number would suggest. I think captain wise, you got to go with one of the quarterbacks, Mahomes or Watson. They're going to score so many points. My thinking is to go with Watson. Uh, he's a little bit cheaper. You figure less people are going to take him. Everybody's going to be excited to take Mahomes. Um, but you know, uh, Wat- Watson comes off that game in the playoffs. He went thirty-one and fifty-two for three hundred eighty-eight yards. He topped th- um, thirty completions in that game. You go to the regular season game he was 30 of 42 for 280 yards and that was more back and forth you know that wasn't a blowout in the second half so this is a thing where he can get a lot of completions in this game and um, I think that that's going to translate to a lot of points for him and you're not you're kind of protecting yourself from the Chiefs running the clock out a little bit in the second half if they're up big so Watson's going to be my captain but definitely work Williams in there uh, somewhere else on the lineup because it just frees you up to go out and get like a lineup that includes David Johnson and Tyreek Hill Will Fuller, it's pretty easy to put one of those together with Williams in your lineup. Yeah, so Mahomes is uh, 12,600 as a flex option. He's 18,900 as a captain option. If you go with Mahomes, I would guess, and I, I mean, I haven't looked at the roster roster rate or anything, but I would guess that Mahomes ends up, I mean, he's obviously going to be the top captain choice because he's Patrick Mahomes and people want to roster him. I, I don't know what the percentage will be, but I bet it's very high. And so immediately, and look, like it is tough. You got to if you're zigging in a spot where 
you know, everybody's going flocking to a quarterback in these showdown spots. It's really hard because the quarterbacks are going to inherently score the most points. And you have like, you know, even if you're, if your captain's Kelsey, you know, he has to catch like two of Mahomes' three touchdown passes to potentially outscore Mahomes and give you leverage on the field. But there is an opportunity to leverage yourself. And I agree. I think Watson at, uh, excuse me. Let me see what Watson is as a captain spot. Watson is, uh, 17-7 at the captain spot. So you're saving, uh, you know, 1,200 dollars in terms of your in terms of your salary cap and so if you do that that is automatically going to move you way up in terms of the, the the final option that you're adding to your lineup and if we're thinking about the game script again like you say watson probably going to throw more i actually love the idea of going with will fuller as a captain he's twelve thousand. he is and when you play in these you know you play in this gpp mme or whatever you know, the big ass tournaments whatever you want to call them um like you need somebody who can t- take you over the top, and Will Fuller can absolutely do that. He is he. I think he dropped he dropped three touchdowns against the Chiefs last year. Or like I mean, the he's I mean he he's capable of putting up a two hundred and twenty five three touchdown game on like six catches. That's just how dangerous he is. I know he's a very popular sleeper this off season, uh, but I, I love the idea of of trying to leverage the field by going with zigging. I mean, I think there'll be a lot of smart people on Will Fuller too. I think Will Fuller will be used in a lot of lineups, but I like the idea of using him as a captain because if he, if he just goes bananas and he's Watson's top target, Cooks is maybe out or, or, or hampered. Kenny Stills maybe get some action, Randall Cobb underneath. I mean, there's a real chance that he ends up being the top scoring guy here. It's possible. Um, you know, I, I do like him. His per game scoring is obviously th- usually through the roof. You know, it's just sure. can he stay healthy, but it's week one and we know he's healthy. So we don't have to worry about that. In fact, he, he gets the beneficiary, maybe the beneficiary of somebody else's injury. Cause as we said at the top, Cooks is, uh, you know, questionable with a quad injury. So if Cooks is out. That's more targets for Fuller. He get more work. I also think if you want to go sneaky sleeper, Captain Pick, you look to David Johnson. You know, Bill O'Brien took so so much hell over the offseason for that trade. And you know he's going to want to stick it in people's faces by by featuring Johnson in week one. So I would be looking at David Johnson over on props, especially on, like, receiving yards. I think it's only, like, 20-something. Um, Rushing I think and he, receiving combined, 72 and a half. Yeah, and I think the receiving is only like 27. You know, he's going to want to take advantage of that full, th- that, uh, you know, dual threat thing. And like I said, he, uh, Houston had a lot of completions in those games against the Chiefs. So if the Chiefs are st- sitting back trying to take away the deep stuff with Fuller and try to make the Houston work for it, there's going to be a lot of underneath work for Johnson. So I think he's going to have a big game combined. You know, you could bet that over, but also the receiving yards. And I think it's not out the realm. He gets like, you know, 120 yards and two touchdowns and looks great as a captain. Yeah. That's a, it's a great point. I mean, Bill O'Brien knows that, look, I mean, Bill, Bill O'Brien ain't doing stuff. I mean, like people think he's a, he ain't a moron. And you might make some questionable personnel decisions as a GM, but people need to realize that by signing Deshaun Watson to a long-term extension, Bill O'Brien's not on the hot seat. He's not firing himself. He just locked up his franchise quarterback who he traded up for. He has the owner's ear. Bill O'Brien's going nowhere. He's won the division a bunch of times. He has Deshaun Watson on lockdown. And now you're right. He is going to want to spite like have David Johnson go nuts. So I, I like the overall on David Johnson, and I certainly uh, would include David Johnson in all of my DFS lineups as well. That's it, RJ. Great. Yeah, Great. one lottery ticket prop for you. I was searching oh. through the special props on uh, on this game, and uh, there the very one at the very bottom was 140 to 1, and it's Nicole Hardman to score the first Chiefs touchdown oh. plus, plus Randall Cobb to score the first Houston touchdown. 
Now, Randall Cobb isn't going to be a big touchdown scorer this year, but in a game where Cooks is out, he's probably going to see a few more targets. Hardman can break one at any time. I think Houston defense is going to be focused on stopping Kelsey after he destroyed them in the playoffs last year. And so I think you take away Kelsey above all else, and that leaves space you know, outside for the receivers, and Hardman could easily break the first touchdown of this game. And then you're just kind of like, at that point, crossing your fingers that Cobb is the one that gets the Houston touchdown. So 140 to 1, it isn't going to come in, but you know that's a nice little lottery ticket to have and to root for early in this game. What's uh what's Miko Hardman to score the first touchdown uh, by himself? Do you happen to have that in front of you? I just will. Uh, let's see. First touchdown score, Miko Hardman is pl- eighteen to one. I don't mind that. At 140 to one's obviously. So you got a Randall Randall Cobb amplifier takes you from eighteen to one forty. That's right. That's pretty. That, that, I mean, the math on that is just like you should just. Yeah, yeah Randall Cobb is twenty five to one. So if you get like, and then you have to take in the calculus of. These are odds for just the first touchdown of the game. You know, you're, the, the other one, you're, you're talking about first on each team. So it's a little bit weird, but, yeah. but yeah, those are two relatively long shots that if they happen together, you're, you, it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the game. You're loving life at that point. I think Miko Hardman is a guy that, uh, and remember Sammy Watkins went off in week one last year, famously because Ryan Wilson and, and, uh, and those guys dunked on me, uh, you know, for the, uh, the whole Devontae Parker thing. But I, I do think Miko Hardman is a guy in his second year now. So much speed where, you know, like you point out with, with them knowing that the Texans are going to be focusing on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and trying to limit what they can do. Maybe Andy Reid, you know, he's a, he, he ain't a dummy. Maybe he leverages it to Miko Hardman and gets him a screen early on. It's just boom, gone. And that wouldn't be surprising at all. So I, I don't mind it. Uh, all right, RJ. Great stuff. We will, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow because we got a picks, picks podcast coming. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.